Hello, Steve. Good morning. Um, How's everybody? I went. We're live. Home, and I took a nap <laughs> uh, because I was tired. And sometimes people do that. People need to do that. It's yeah. important. It's important to get sleep in. Here's what. Remember last week. Remember we last night it was loud. It was, it was only loud it in your. Remember that. Do you, Okay, we're just we're disregarding that. We're again. disregarding okay, it. Got it. Just do me a favor and don't send that out. No, I like the mixer. That's kind of the cool part. No, now no, it's it's. I had to move the thing up. Hi, everybody. Hope you're joining us. Hope you're excited about. Yeah, being we're here ready with to us. go now. Let me Can you hear us really well, Steve? Does yeah. it sound like last week? We don't have to talk about. Oh, look, there we are. Um. Yeah, I can actually keep that just like that. Uh, six people are on. Hello, everybody. Yep. Good day. Uh, we are. Here for live at lunch. Uh, I'd encourage you to tell your friends. If you enjoy what you watch here, tell your friends. Invite somebody to join you at lunch uh, to uh, have live at lunch with us because it's an easy way to invite them to Right Now Media. You can give them a gift of it's Right true. Now Media. And you can say, hey, we're studying this. Watch this and then meet me over here. Maybe even invite, uh, offer to buy them lunch. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's bold, especially at this time of the month. You know, it's almost the well, end. next week could be the first of the month, so yeah, they have Next money. week, you know, they say, hey, what about next week? And then you could have a virtual lunch. Yeah. You just sit or in you your could cubicle, do. and they yeah. could sit in theirs. And <laughs> or you could even squeeze into a cubicle yourself. Oh, yeah, like bring in a chair, roll yeah. in a chair. We've lost three people. Well, that's only a matter of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they went, oh, no. These guys again. This one's good though. This this oh, one. This I is, hope somebody oh, spent the eighteen I, minutes. To I watch hope they it. spent the eighteen minutes to watch it, and I hope that they uh, have considered what their if only regrets might be. Yeah, and, uh, and what it would look like if they didn't have regrets, if they just only did that. That's you right. Know? And uh, so last week we talked a little bit about if only regrets, a little bit of things that we don't do. Those are the things we regret the most. We actually yes. had that conversation and talked about. Uh, you know the things at the end of your life. The things that you regret the most are the things you didn't do. Right. Right. Not that you, you regret some of the mess ups that you had in life, some of the mistakes that you made as a child or even as an adult. But those are fractional. Those are very, very small, uh, acute regrets. Yeah, but the big regrets are the ones that you didn't do. The things that you admitted. The things you wasted. And the times, the opportunities you had that you passed on. That is, are the things that you missed the most. I think it's interesting that there are certainly times where those regrets are compounded or they're up at the front of our minds uh, more readily. You know, think of major life events in the terms of family, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, every day you don't think about that. You don't have time to think about the right. things you wished you would do and wanted to do uh, in your marriage. But there are definitely moments, uh, more so in family, where I think someone at a wedding mm -hmm. or at a child's graduation, they look and say... 
if only I had done those things. And, yeah. and so I think there's a way to live where we don't have to walk into those major moments with regret at the end of them, but with this feeling of not pride, because that's not, that's not of Jesus, that's not the evidence that Christ is living inside of us, but with this sort of humility in that we were able to do something that's very difficult with, through the power of Jesus, with his leading, but we also just did it uh, but it was hard. It's definitely hard, yeah, or everyone would do it. So the thing, this is kind of weird, and it's not morbid, but I guess it could be looked at as morbid. So I, anytime I go to a funeral, I consider, I listen to what's being said about the person that they're celebrating the yes. life of, mm-hmm. right? And then you, you think that's their life story, right? And that's, I always think, what's my story going to be? Yeah. What is it that at the end of the day, at the end of life, mm-hmm. what are people going to remember about me? Right. Right? And those, a lot of times, you almost get inspired listening to people. You're like, man, Wished. that dude did some yeah. stuff. I didn't even know about all the things that he did. Yeah. We, friend of yours and mine, Rick Rancher, when he passed away, man, the people that were talking about all of the amazing things that he did and the way he loved his kids, it was amazing. And you, I just remember thinking... Man, I hope at the end of the time at this, at the end of this, that's what people say about me. And the truth is, you don't have to hope about it when you think from the perspective of what is my story going to be, right? What is right. what is my story? And then you make decisions based on that. And you don't you don't as easily pass on opportunities and things that we would normally pass on because we have fear or trepidation or whatever the problem is, and. Then you end up then you end up a story that you're more that's more aligned with what God wanted for you, right? So I, I don't know. It, I, I was just I was just thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's As a we, good he thought. Because to, he was talking about the Nobel guy, right? He if he'd have died at the time when his brother died, he he would have been known as the merchant of death, and that was it. Right? Even a though dynamite that, is like an amazing thing. It's a right? wonderfully useful tool. I mean, right? It's a good thing. And all of the 339 other patents that he had were great things, but that's what people remembered about him. And he said, that's not how I want to be remembered. No. And it was like he got a second chance. Right. And you don't know when your second chance may be. Maybe this is your second chance. Maybe you're hearing this and you're going, man, I, I don't want to be remembered as this. Whatever your circumstance is, whatever the thing is that's going on, I want to be remembered for this because I believe that's what God has ordained me to do and because I've lived in a what if scenario for so long that's the way I'm going to be remembered but I don't want to be that way and and it's interesting that so these changes can happen without any formal introduction to them Hmm. like you don't have to go home or go to work and walk in the office and say hey guys just so you know I'm officially 100% in I've only been 30% in but now I'm 100% in and I'm living intentionally for yeah. Jesus and go home and sit I the talked about room. each and every one of you especially yeah. you Bill no more gossip no especially more. regarding <laughs> yeah right. yeah especially with what you do Woo. <laughs> there's not there's no need for that mm-hmm. you can just begin to make the difference and because we're not doing it for ourselves in our own glory and our own then we're going to be able to to slowly change, right? There's some times that the major radical change happens, yeah. and that happens inside of us. And the difference in the way that that looks oftentimes is 
is a slower change. It happens slowly in the cultures we live in, our family culture, our work culture, our, our marriage culture. Just like we've said before, though, you didn't, you didn't get into the situation which you're in overnight. No. You developed into it, and so you need to work to get over to the side where you want to be. I just talked to somebody yesterday said, I've been eating whatever I wanted for a year, so naturally I'm restricting my diet, I'm exercising, and I've got big plans for myself physically and you th- and he said and i know that i could have made smaller changes all along the way but now i'm forced to make a big change and that's true but again the the, the results aren't going to come any faster because no. we're mentally and, and resolute it's harder right to make the big changes is harder if you change like you said incrementally then you don't notice it as drastically you won't have the major uh issues that come up from you know it's like a person who smoked for 20 something years they try to quit just cold turkey some people can do it but the vast majority of people guess what they start smoking again right but then if you but if you work a process mm-hmm. and take time and understand how that addiction came on then you know eventually you can get off of it with more with greater success and, and i mean think about i mean so i think there's a lot of areas but that there's there's infinite amount of areas cultures that we've established we've created a culture financial culture mm-hmm. for our personal finances our marriage culture you didn't go out and say i think it's a great idea to get married have some kids and then go bankrupt and really mess this thing right. up and Nobody, hate my wife and yeah and be miserable every night yeah. go to bed with a pit in my stomach and i don't think anybody stood at the altar and thought that i thought this is going to be horrible this is the worst decision i can't wait made. for the miserable way i'll feel in a That's few right. years and it has nothing to do with the other person. But but <laughs> we internally make the big change, and that's important. It has to happen, mm-hmm. but we have to be willing to endure what we've done and its undoing in order to move forward. And I think that's what catches people up. Well, and so and that, that turns us perfectly into where he ended up spending the other half of the, the story today, which is sin. Mm. The sin in our life is what leads us to these things, right? And so he started talking about omission and commission. Mm -hmm. The commission is the not rules. We like to live by the not rules because we know what not to do, right? Don't don't smoke. Don't don't hold other people to that. It's easy to hold people to that. It's easy to judge people. But the, the problem is the omission of not doing the things we should is possibly the greater sin. And reality is those are the things that we're going to regret. The sins of omission are the greatest regrets that we're going to have. Oh, no. Well, and also because by and large, no one knows about them. Exactly. Right? If, if God right. tells me to do something, well, there's a lot of parameters. I know it's God, right? right? There's not this, it's not that, right? There's a lot of parameters. But once it fits in those parameters, and I feel clearly that God is telling me to do this, nobody knows whether I do it or don't do it. I know it's, it eats me on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's critically horrible to my personal faith. But we and, love. and lifestyle. I mean, you, you, if you have something that's eating you from the inside, it not only is it affecting your spiritual, it's helping. Your, it's affecting your emotional and oh, your physical. Certain. All those things tie together. I mean, it's the way we all feel when, if you have a strict diet that you set up, and you you mess up on breakfast. Mm-hmm. Well, you say say la vida the rest of the day. That's right. Well, yeah. I've already messed up in breakfast. Might as well. Might as well have everything I want to have, right. and then we realize that the next day it's just harder to pick up. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens once we feel like okay, God's mad at me. Well, then we just learn how to avoid the feeling and we just move past it well and and again he referenced romans 8 which i think this whole series is based around romans 8 and and the fact that no condemnation for those in christ well condemnation is as you understand 
confess sin, right? The, the, the sins we confess, God, we know that God doesn't hold that against us, that Jesus forgives us of those things. However, conviction is the unconfessed sin, right? Confession is like guilt. We have that guilt inside of us, and we know, you know that we shouldn't do guilt. it. I know. It's, it's one of my great, the greatest things that I, you've ever said was that, you know, if guilt motivated us to do anything, then all the donut shops in the world would go out of business because it's true. who would go there? You who, couldn't. It'd be the worst place in the who world. Who walked in a donut shop and said, guys, today we can, make the best decision that's we've right. ever made? Nobody. You go, hey, today, we're, today we're, we're deciding to make the wrong decision. That's right. We're starting it off right with... Fat upon you fat. guys That's have any yummy. flour you could throw in a deep fryer? Right. Because today we then, turned the top. And then, hey, top it off with yeah. a layer of glaze. What about, you got like a waterfall we could send that fried I, flour through I like, of sugar. I like that they call it glaze. It's not even sugar. It's a glazed donut. Like when you ask for a glazed donut. It's glazed. Because the glazed. sugar donut's powdered sugar. It's covered, and it's like somehow better. And, I, <laughs> and then yeah, they snuck right. in the kolache for those making the better dietary decision. Yeah, that's you got right. any flour stuffed with a hot dog and some cheese? <laughs> Good job, guys. We really turned the tide this today. This guy. I love a little bear claw. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like yeah, you're I, aggressive so, again, and manly. Guilt, that's a microcosm, right, right, of the way guilt, guilt... Man, if we felt... If guilt worked, people would... Not have affairs, and nope. people would not spend money on items they can't afford That's because right. they'd feel guilty. But we do because guilt doesn't do anything. Somehow propels us to do it. But immediately, when you do those things, you typically know it. You know, and it. that guilt there is a there is a consequence to not responding to the guilt, not paying attention to the tension that is the guilty feeling that you have when you mm -hmm. do that, when you make a bad purchase or when you walk into a donut shop or when you, when you skip workout that you know, and I, I need to do this because it's better for my health. Whatever it is, that conviction that we have is, is there and it affects us. It affects right. us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And when we don't uh, confess that and we don't turn from that, then... Yeah, well, we're, 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 we're you only, can't get any better. Sometimes we're walking, I think what he says, and which is one of my most profound things from this whole study that he says, is that we're pretty okay with the forgiveness of sins. We're pretty okay with the Jesus as our Savior part of the thing. We like that idea. We It, it makes us feel bad, right? Sure. Like So I can go, oh, my sins put Jesus on the cross. And every day we have this picture, right, that he, I think he even says that Jesus gets back up on the cross. And mm -hmm. he doesn't. It was a once and for all thing. Mm -hmm. And to walk only in the the idea that my salvation is based on Jesus on the cross is is a one sided glass half empty approach mm -hmm. to, to faith and to following Jesus, which is there's another part where he gives us his righteousness. He gave us he took away our sins free in grace and he gave us his righteousness. So now we're not just forgiven, but we're also made right and we can walk we don't have to walk in and go, hey, I'm a sinner, mm -hmm. really messed up a lot. We, we are that, but we can walk in and say, because of Jesus, I'm made right, and you can be too. That's right. Our, our mercy, his mercies are made new every morning. Yes. And oh, yeah, that that's means, good too. Yeah, I mean, you, each day, yeah. you're set up. And he doesn't have to get up on the cross because he is. And it's a different mercy. That's what I, I like. So a lot of people think, okay, well, Jesus just resets at this much forgiveness, <laughs> this much grace, this much. No, it's like every day, your particular scenario, he says, that's the mercy I have. Made. I've got you covered. For Yesterday, that. I've added that in, and I've made a count, and now this is how we're going to walk forward, and it's it's a powerful concept. Yeah, it's not like fifty first dates. 
Where he wakes up and he's like, yeah. Oh, this is brand new. Oh, man, I guess. Oh, wow, what are you doing oh. there? He keeps doing the same thing. I didn't that's see right. that coming. No, no, no. It's, Tricky rascal. Yeah, that's not the way it works. No. So the question we have before we get out of here is how is your sin holding you back? Yes. How, what are the things in your life that are, that are causing you to not move towards your if-only possibilities? Uh, what, are, what are you omitting that you should be doing, right? What, the, what is that God-given passion that you have that you know you're called to, that you know that God has said, this is what I made you for, but for some reason, your unconfessed sin, your, the conviction that you have in your heart, or your just misunderstanding yeah. of who God is and what Jesus came to do for us once and for all is holding us back. So what is that sin? Because the truth is, and like you just said, Jesus has offered us forgiveness for all of that, and his mercies are new every morning. And when we mess up, it's not a surprise to him. We should confess that and then understand that his grace is enough to cover us and to forgive us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is the greatest lie that we have been disqualified. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest lie, and then we just stop. And when we stop moving forward for Christ, we start to move forward for ourselves. We start to live selfishly, and then we start to make decisions that are, that are inward. And, and we could hit on all of these major felt needs, right? But, but the truth is it's this deeper truth of spirituality that we need more than anything outside of our self-living. We need to understand that we aren't disqualified, that no. every day we have the opportunity to do exactly what we've been called to do. We are qualified. We're hundred, Christ we're, we're, qualifies us. We are us. qualified. And when we mess up, he qualifies and, us. And uniquely qualified. Like yeah. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship made in his image. We are his inward feelings made made actually in creation and he made the good works before that so we are perfectly qualified to do the things that are laid ahead of us that's exactly right so what is your story going to be what is it in your life that you know you're called to and what do you want do you want to be remembered for and then how are you going to go about moving forward to that you can leave it in the comments if you want to yeah we'd love that Uh, that'd be fantastic Uh, or you can just keep it to yourself Uh, but if you're dealing with something that you know uh, it is convicting you, but you haven't been able to confess it. Now's the time. Confess it to God, right? And then you can confess it to man. It's a lot of times that, that is a great process to, to get through and, and to your healing, to get your healing, is to not only confess it to God, but to, to confess it to man. And that way you can be held accountable right. to not walking back into that same uh, situation, that same uh, sinful life. Yeah. Right. That, that is ultimately keeping you from your story and keeping you from the thing that God wants you to do. So, Pastor Steve, did we have any comments? Uh, Anything uh, we can answer? Donna Lots of donuts, baby. Who could blame her? That's, those are lovable. I would put on their kolaches. <laughs> That's what I love. I do love a kolache. Yeah, who's ever walked into a donut store and just said, you know what? Cup of black coffee. I'm out of here. Uh, and uh, you have any spinach? <laughs> Nobody said that. If you did, they'd yeah, be well, like, man, I could okay. probably jam that into a donut. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's gross. I'm interested. <laughs> it's still gross. Uh, you would glaze that piece of spinach and shove it into the donut and call it an eclair. Right. All right, so no comments, just donuts. Yeah. All right, well, hey, thanks for joining us so yeah. much. Uh, again, yeah. Anna Nickerson says Michelle. 
Oh. I miss you too, Dana. Yeah, I just saw her the other day. Did you really? Yeah, I was leaving. She was coming into her and her woolly husband. He's a woolly Steve. guy. Steve, he's very woolly. He fell out of a deer stand once, and I sent him a gift that I thought was hilarious. Apparently, if it's not fun for everyone, it's not fun. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, the truth that you can take. What's well, a little nugget for I all you people out there? Was, uh, I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I definitely miss those guys. I miss the Nickersons. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Hit that like button. If you would, share it. Uh, share it on Facebook. That helps reach other people. Yeah. Tell your friends. Invite your neighbor, your cubicle neighbor uh, that's right next to you. You can lean over and say, hey, next week I'm buying you lunch because it's the first of the month. Yeah, and you got some cash. Yeah, you got a little cash. And and we're going to watch this. These guys are ridiculous. They're going to talk about crazy things. Uh, but they're also going to give a few little good things that might help you in your life. All right. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. This has been Live at Lunch. And uh, we'll see you next yeah, week. we'll be praying for you.